0: I feel like I want to have another baby and then I want to start training hard again. I just love it. I know it's hard not to, it's hard not to love it. But the thing is, I don't know if training hard, if it's going to be for, um, for CrossFit, like it might be, but it also might be for a different sport but I'm not really sure. I I don't want to say now because my passion can change. You know what I mean? Like I could have another baby and fall in love with something else. And I just, your heart has to be in it when you do something this that big. So. Well,
1: it makes sense growing up. You tried every sport.
0: Yeah, I did. (laughs) I did. I really did. So. When I, when I decide whatever that is, it's gonna be something that's making me really excited at that time. Just kind of how CrossFit did when I was, just started that out. Like it, it it was so fun for me and it made me excited.
1: Hi, my name is Scott Switzer and I am the Cloudsdale. My friends, Amy Radowski, Charlie Yote, Kat Shear, love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus master's age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast.
0: back
2: we love we love puppies we're yeah. we're a pro puppy show
0: they hear stuff i'm in an apartment right now and they hear stuff and then they think they have to protect me and then they start barking <laughs> understood
1: yeah amy's dog murph is, is pretty much a co-host on our show
0: yeah. oh is that a burn doodle this is um bear and he's a yorkie poo Yorkie poo oh he's little okay how cute yeah how cute. He's supposed to be smaller than that, but he grew pretty big in this game. Yeah.
2: And who's that? This is Maddie. (laughs) That's the one you got after the games, right? Yeah. Okay. He's my prize puppy. (laughs) Named appropriately. I love it.
1: (laughs) And she just had puppies not that long ago.
0: She did. She did. And they were they were we sold them all now, but it was like so hard I cried. (laughs) I bet. But it's fun having them for a little bit.
1: So were you two pregnant well, together? Or what was it off?
0: It was off, but I think she saw my pregnancy and was like, I want to try that too." Like she does everything I do, so it makes
1: me- <laughs> <laughs> like a good little girl. That's great.
2: <laughs>
1: well, ju- just to introduce introduce you to everyone. I'm Scott. I'm the one that's been reaching out to you. Um, we have Cat and Amy. They're my co-hosts.
0: Hi, Amy. Okay. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Uh
1: And for our listeners and viewers, we are with Tanil Berline, uh, 2017 Fittest Woman in America.
0: Nice to meet you.
1: Yeah. So um, it's been a while since we've kind of seen you. You you've been busy.
0: Yeah. Very busy.
1: <laughs> you you look. <laughs> You look like my wife did it in the first year of uh, our daughter, as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just feels kind of like a tornado. How old's your son, Neil? He's eight months right now. Eight months, okay. Yeah, well, like eight and a half months, and he—he he actually just a couple of days ago just started crawling. Fine. Uh, <sighs> yeah, it's getting. Everyone's it's getting like, real. Everyone's like, "Oh, you haven't even gotten to the hard part yet." <laughs> like are you kidding me it's been so hard already <laughs> okay. wait till they turn 17 yeah. it's awesome <laughs> that actually is really scary like teenage years scare me I'm yeah. just, oh man
2: so when you get to the point where he's a toddler then you're gonna real, know that toddlers and teenagers are very much similar yes oh very much so perfect yeah you get <laughs> so tod- toddler
0: yeah. 2.0
2: yeah you'll get through that then you'll have about 3 perfect days and then and then you'll go through another hard stage. So I have a stepdaughter right now and she's 7 and
0: she's starting to get her own opinion on everything and like she thinks she's right all the time. And it, it just barely started like before, like when she was four five and six, I swear those were like the best years. Cause she would like, let me dress her in anything. And she was so sweet. And like, she just wanted to be with me all the time. And now she's like starting to figure out what she likes and what she doesn't like. And she asks a thousand questions that I don't want to answer. And just like <laughs> so many things, <laughs>
1: anyways. Yeah, so so the last 3 years have been really busy for you. You you got married. Mhm. Um you gained a stepdaughter at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh now you you became the fittest woman in America. Mm-hmm. And now you've added a son. Yep. That's a lot in 3 years.
0: Yeah, well, I've never really been one to like not pack my plate full. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was funny. I was watching a, a video you did with OPEX uh-huh. um, and you went on your honeymoon and felt guilty about taking time off.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Do you feel guilty these days?
0: <laughs> um, no, that, that was different because I had such clear goals of exactly what I wanted at the games. Um, And now my goals have like shifted, so I don't feel that guilt of spending more rest time because I, you know, I, I train and do stuff for my goals. And if those, if my goals are to be able to spend more time with my family, then no, I don't feel guilty about that at all. But it was a really hard transition to this, but now I I know I don't feel that at all anymore. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And nor should uh-huh. you. So, so, oh, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, so you were introduced to CrossFit by a friend. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what was your athletic background before that?
0: So before CrossFit um, in high school, I did mostly basketball. That was my favorite sport. And then um, I also did cross country and uh, I did track and I did volleyball for a couple years um, and then I went to college and I ran one year of, uh, cross country cause I was going to go play basketball. But then when I got there, the coach got fired and brought the new coach brought like half her team. And at that point, the cross country coach came to me and was like, well, why don't you just come run cross country for me? You know, and gave me all these things that sounded pretty good at the time. and. It still does, but I decided to go run cross country and I'm really glad I did because it was a lot less, uh, practice time, I guess. Like I was able to do all the schooling that I wanted to do. Um, so I did cross country and then I went, I moved up to, uh, Utah Valley and I did, um, rugby up there. Uh, I saw some girls playing and I was like I've never done that like I don't even know what that is and I started playing it fell in love with it so I did that until I ripped my ACL and then I stopped that (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I moved down to Phoenix to start graduate school and I just started running a lot with my friends and just going to a normal global gym and just like doing kind of like bodybuilding and then like a ton of running. Um, and it was about that time that a friend of mine was like, Hey, we come to this CrossFit gym with me, um, and try this gym with me. And I'll, and of course, like, I was like, yes, (laughs) because I like anything fitness wise. Um, And so when I started that, that first day, I just remember going in there because I felt like I was in really good shape. Like I was running like seven miles almost every day and going to the gym and like working out so hard to where I'm like barely walking out of there. So when I went to the CrossFit gym and did like, it was like a super small workout. I mean, it probably only lasted like 10, 15 minutes. I, it wrecked, it killed me. Like I was like, I couldn't even do like four or five pull-ups and I couldn't understand the kipping pull-up. And it was just so frustrating for me. Cause I was like, usually I can catch on to stuff easily. And it was kind of rocking my world. So it immediately got me interested. And, and that day I also did deadlifts with them and I could lift I didn't know it at the time, but they were like, oh my gosh, like, you're really strong. You could, like, and I, I remember it like really encouraged me and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I could be good at this. Maybe, maybe I should do it. Um, and so I'm just really glad that everyone in that gym was like so cool and supportive and encouraging and just really made me love, love it. And I just kept going back and I was kind of history from there. I couldn't stop. <laughs>
1: Well, just to let you know, our, our co-host, Kat, had to jump off. Um, she actually coaches and owns an affiliate, and her client just pulled up, so, I <laughs> so to she had to dive day. off of her. Um, but I also – I want to go back a little bit. You weren't just a basketball player. You were first-team All-American at, and defensive player of the year?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's right. <laughs> I loved basketball. It was, like, my passion and – um my whole family actually really loved basketball. My sister went and played at ISU and she broke a bunch of records up there and she's really good. And, um, it was my dream growing up to go play at BYU or some, some big college. Um, but when the time, like I was the oldest and my parents didn't know anything about college sports or anything like that. And I didn't really either. Um, my parents didn't go to college or anything like that. So I didn't really have any guidance on what to really do leading up. Um, and so when it came time to finally pick a school, it, it just was kind of a blur. I don't know. It, it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Um But now looking back, I'm like, it was all meant to be like, I was meant to run cross country because that really helped me develop into the endurance athlete that helped me in, um, cross or in CrossFit.
1: Yeah. That, that recruiting process for, for, if you're not one of those high end athletes, I was a swimmer in high school and was recruited for college Mm -hmm. and I, my parents had never gone to college. I went through that same thing you yeah. get all this pressure and it's a big whirlwind and you don't you just get wrapped up in it and you I made a rash decision that I probably shouldn't have made but
0: yeah you know, well I didn't, I didn't know what to do I didn't I didn't know how it worked I I just I talked to coaches that reached out to me um but I just wasn't really sure how to make those decisions or what to say or all of that it's a it's a lot and I'm glad that I learned a lot from it because I'll be able to help my kids with it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because I mean, you're 17 or 18 making a decision like that, that's going to, you know, affect your life and, you know, yeah. with parents, just not being aware or know how to handle that. It's hard to give someone guidance when they don't have the knowledge. So
0: Totally. Like I know they wanted to help me, but they just didn't know what to do.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you, you start CrossFit mm-hmm. and how long did it take you before you thought, I can be pretty good at this.
0: Um, well, the first day I went, I saw a challenge and wanted to conquer it. Like, that's how I felt about it. I, I've always been someone who looks for something that's challenging and tries to do it. And that first day, I felt like the people encouraged me and I felt like I could do well at that. But I didn't really think that I could be good at it, like, on a – professional side until like a year or two later when I was going to local competitions and winning and making like a thousand dollars here a thousand dollars there and at the time I was going to school and I was like oh my gosh like I can make money to help pay my bills doing this so I was I was in it more because I really loved it and I had a lot of friends at my gym that did it and because I could make a little bit of money here and there to help pay for, um, for my school and for my, where I lived and all that. So when I started winning those little competitions, I started to be like, you know what, maybe I, maybe I could be good at this. And my coach of the gym, he wasn't just my coach, but he was like, he was like, till no. he's like, you could do this. He's like, if you really want to do this, you could do this and I, I'll help you, um, and so he did the best he could to help me, but it wasn't until I went over to OPEX and found, um, Mike Lee, uh, and that kind of changed everything for me.
1: So, so OPEX a CrossFit gym, is that?
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not technically a CrossFit gym, but it has, um, everyone in there has your own coach and they could do specific programming for you and your goals. And then mm-hmm. everyone's in there working on those programs at, in the gym at the same time. So you're not doing the same things, but you're working out together.
1: Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just, I, I think we have some around our, our area in Columbus, Ohio. I think they call it like D one or something like that. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you were going to, you were going to school to get your physical therapy doctorate. Yeah. So how did that help with your CrossFit career?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it helped me to understand my body and what was happening, you know, if I got injured or if I was tight in a certain area, it it helped a lot with recovery. I knew how to help my body recover. Um, And just knowing how your body works, I think helped me to like, even understand certain movements and better positioning for things and to help prevent injury.
1: And did you practice ever after you graduated? No, I didn't actually.
0: (laughs) I know it's
1: funny because
0: I think back about the path of my life and it's like everything I did kind of prepared me for CrossFit. And I never knew that that was going to happen, but, um, in school about the time that I graduated and was supposed to be studying for my boards. My, I was just so into training and CrossFit and competing and being with my friends. And I, I still studied, but I had like, I was not putting into it what I needed to put into it because my passion had just shifted. And, uh, my parents, I remember I went to lunch with them and I told them, I was like, you know what? I don't think cross, or I don't think physical therapy is where my heart is anymore. And like, I still loved it and I loved helping patients, but it just didn't feel like the right path for me at that time. And telling them, I remember them just being like, what? (laughs) Like, You just spent seven years in college and put so much into that and money. And now you want to shift gears. And I mean, my parents are so amazing that by the end of the lunch, they were like so on board for me. And like, I mean, they didn't say if they weren't, but they were like supporting me and just being the amazing people that they are. And I remember that was like a huge turning point for me because I was able to just like take a deep breath and be like, okay, like now I can focus on what I really, really want. And not have to hold back at all, trying to like split my time. And, uh, that was a, that was a good day. I just remember feeling so
2: relieved. Oh yeah, I'm sure. That was just like, oh,
1: Mm -hmm. I remember seeing a quote, a quote you put out there that your dad told you one time that you could be anything you wanted to be and nobody can ever beat someone who doesn't quit
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah those are that's a quote that I kind of live my life by Um, my dad I mean I'll say it a thousand times my parents are like the best parents that I could have ever got like they shaped my life and they my dad I will never forget he was always just telling me I could be and do whatever I wanted to do and I feel like that is so empowering for any young child Because the world is intimidating. But he made made me feel like I shouldn't be scared of anything, I guess. Like, knowing that information made me feel stronger and I was able to go at anything I wanted. Because it's true, like, if you work really hard, you can do anything you want. And that's one of the great things about living here in America is you can do that. You can shape what you want your life to be. Like no one can hold you back.
1: Well, And what's really cool about that is words said that. And then that day at that lunch, when you proposed switching from physical therapy to being an athlete, he supported it. So he backed his words, which is really cool.
0: Oh yeah. No, he's always supported me with everything. Like, every guy I ever dated, he, you know, I'm, I look back now and I bet I've even talked to him about this. I'm like, man, how did you support me with that guy? Like he was obviously not a good person for me, but you were so supportive, even though like you let me make my own decisions, Mm -hmm. which is so cool of a dad. Like that had to be so hard for him, but he was so just amazing. And I just, I learned so much for him and that's why I just hope that I can be that kind of a parent because it is going to be so hard and I know it, but, but he, I know he was able to do it. So I know I can too.
1: So then the, the second part of that quote is that you can never, I now I'm going to I'm going to mess it up, mess it up. Uh, you, it's about the not quitting. You can never beat someone who doesn't quit. Yeah. So what was that? what was that like from your first regionals experience to finally making the games? Did you have to say that to yourself a lot?
0: Um, I guess in my mind that like quitting didn't even like come to my mind, you know, like that was never an option. And my goal was to make it to the games and I was going to do it no matter what. And I will never ever forget that year I did make it because it was like I never felt more prepared in my life for re- for that regional. Like I felt like there was nothing that he could put on the table that was going to stop me. And then he put out strict muscle ups <laughs> that year.
2: <Is> that <laughs> and Nate. is that the one?
0: Yeah. And to that point, like I don't think I'd ever done one strict muscle up, like in my life. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, how is this happening to me? I thought I was so prepared. And now this comes out. And I was at the gym like every day, like trying over and over and over to get better at those. And I still am not good at those. Like, I I don't know what it is about my body or maybe it's like the length of my arm or whatever, but I can do a thousand of them and it's just, I'm just not great at them. Anyways, I ended up getting like 32nd or 33rd in that workout. So that obviously hurt, but (laughs) um, the other workouts I got like first and I got a third. and I think I got two thirds and a first and something like that. I can't really remember, but that last workout going into it, I was like tied for like fifth or sixth or something. And I was like, this cannot happen to me again. Like, I have to make it this year. And then uh, walking down the tunnel, there was moments where I was like, there's no way I can do this. There's no way. Like, how am I going to do this? Because I'm looking at the girls in front of me. And two years before, there was that legless rope climb workout where it was 10 legless rope climbs with like a run in between. Mm -hmm. And the girls in my regional, one of them had the world record for that. And then I looked up the times for like the other four girl, something girls that like I had to beat to go to the games and all their times were like way faster than mine. Like I actually got time capped. So I was like, and my coach was so pissed at me because I was, I said to him, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And he actually walked away from me and didn't say anything. And he's never done that. And so then i'm mad at him and later we talked about it and he's like i walked away from you because you, he's like that's not like the person that i know and i needed you to like find that fight inside yourself and i'm and it's true because before i came back to do that i i messaged him i was like you know what I'm going to win like something in me like changed before I came back. And I was like, I am going to fight and do whatever I can. But even when I was walking down that tunnel, like those facts were running through my head, but I was like, you know, I'm a different athlete now. Like I've worked on all these weaknesses. anyways, when I was running towards that finish line at the very end and I looked over and I saw that like, I was going to be like first or second or whatever. I mean, my heart just like, jumped and I like immediately wanted to start crying because I was like oh my gosh I did it (laughs) I finally did it like I was just so happy and I don't know it was the best like one of the best feelings like out of anything like I don't I don't even know if there's other moments that I had that were better than that like that was just like the ultimate
2: so that's that would be your top over being at the game yeah I
0: mean the games are cool but like you you there's nothing after the games, you know, that's the end. Yeah. Like a lot of girls go into the games just like, Oh, I'm just happy to be here. I mean, that wasn't me, but, uh, regionals I had fought there so many times to try to make it to the games that that was just such a huge goal for me. Cause my goal was always just to make it to the games yeah. until yeah. I finally made it. And then my goals changed, but it was just, it was awesome.
1: So you make it in 16, mm-hmm. uh, and you finished 12th that first year. Your rookie season,
0: top 12. Oh.
1: 11th? 11th. Yeah. Uh, but you never finished lower than 12th in the three years you were there.
0: Yeah. Was my last year 12th? I can't even remember.
1: I think your last year was 12th. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, that I don't even like to think about my last year. That was just rough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so – I saw in the documentary your coach said you are definitely a better games athlete than you are a regionals athlete. Yeah, and true. I think your finishes show that. Yeah. Once you get there, you, you know, you are, you are tough to contend with.
0: Yeah. I mean, that just comes with my background of just roughhousing with my sisters and doing all the crazy stuff outside and climbing trees and jumping over fences, and <laughs> li- living in a um, small town. So I don't know. I, he, he was so right. Regionals was more about gymnastics and that was where I had to work on the most. And the games was more about like more functional fitness to me. You know, they do outside stuff. It's like, I, how do you explain that? I don't know. It's, it's different. There are different kinds of workouts.
1: Oh yeah. Swimming, running. Yeah. You can't run outside at regionals. It's,
0: yeah. unfortunately, <laughs>
1: So yeah, um, so then you got, come in 17, and 17, you were, you were like a, a woman on fire. And, I, and I, I saw your podium at the regionals that year. What a podium. Like you first, Camille second, and Margot third.
0: Yeah, that was the best. That, that was freaking fun. <laughs> I still, last night, I was, there's this show on Netflix. It's called Queen of the South. I haven't watched it, but I was like, honey, I was like, that's my show right there.
2: And he goes,
0: he goes, okay. And I'm like, hey, you can't take that away from me. He's like, there is no South anymore. I was like, I don't care.
2: <laughs> I still own that title. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so what was awesome is in 2017, I worked those games.
0: Oh. Um,
1: and so I worked uh, the North Park. Cool. So I got to see all of your great finishes up close and personal because you – Killed it at North Park that year.
0: Oh, thanks. That was it. Was fun.
1: You you got the Oak Course win.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That was my favorite all time workout. And,
1: and what people probably don't remember is it's August in Wisconsin and it was snowing that day.
0: It was freaking cold. <laughs> it was so cold. I'm from Arizona. That's that part sucked for sure.
1: I was, I did not pack clothes for that. Um, when it, it was brutal. Yeah.
0: I don't even know how cold it was that day, but I just remember everyone was huddling together and I had my hands like in my shirt, just trying to keep them from being numb.
1: And with all the the elements, you still won the O course being from Arizona. That's, that's pretty amazing.
2: (laughs) Well,
0: like you've heard many times before, I'm sure when, when that timer starts, you forget about everything else that's around you and going on. Like the only way that would have affected me is if my hands really were frozen and I couldn't grab onto <laughs> something. Like I wasn't gonna think about being cold.
1: Yeah, and then you finished second in the strongman's sphere that year too, right?
0: Yep, I love strongman stuff.
1: That that was my favorite event because as we reset the equipment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I had to, um, You're I am off? just the, the big, Joke. the yoke. Yeah. I had to bring the yoke back every heat.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was so funny cause the, the, the crowd would cheer for us volunteers bringing that back. And we got to feel like a games athlete for just a minute.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Um, and so that was fun. Uh, my only downside to that is, um, I had the last men's heat with Brett Fit- Fitkowski uh-huh. And the first women's heat with Danny Haran, uh-huh. And so I went from doing it on my tiptoes with Brent and then Danny, I had to get on my knees to get under the yoke to be able to get it up off the ground.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
1: Um, and then you did well in the triple, the medicine, triple three, right? Uh, like the top four.
0: Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Wait, Madison Triple Three.
1: The cheese curd, that? the hay.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think I did get third in that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Anything with running and outside and just like odd objects. Think in my language. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I, I love doing stuff we've never done before. Not only is it like fun to try new things, it's, it's like in my wheelhouse to pick up heavy stuff
1: so in in that documentary you talked that was all leading up to I believe the 17 games
0: uh probably I it's hard because I did a lot of different videos so I'm not exactly sure
1: okay so I think that one is leading up to 17 Mm -hmm. um and in that you said (laughs) there's two quotes that are really cool to me one you said that um, you wanted to be the fittest on earth, so you could tell your husband for a year <laughs> that you that every time he would ask you like, you can't keep up with me because I'm the fittest on earth. Yeah, well, yeah the fittest in America. Did you still say that to him for a year?
0: Uh, it's been more than a year. I still say. <laughs> you Is <should. laughs> I don't even have to say it to him anymore because we'll be at the gym. And people give him so much crap that I, I I don't say it very often because I feel bad that people give him so much crap now. Because I'll beat him in workouts and people will be like, hey man, you can't even keep up with your wife. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. And, the, and he'll be like, well, yeah, she's like the fittest, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, you can't keep up with her either.
2: Anyways, I he, When did you guys get married? We got married in 2017. Okay. After the games then?
0: Uh no, it was right before regionals. Okay. Yeah, it might have been right after the open, I think. Yeah, cuz it was We got married on April 1st. And then we went on our honeymoon right after the regionals.
1: Yeah, in so Costa Rica what was going on that year. Um, yeah. And your, the honeymoon shots in the video were great too. You went to Costa Rica. That was awesome. Um,
0: That was such an amazing trip and we had so much fun and we still got to train a lot because my coach didn't let me relax at all, but we also (laughs) still had a lot of fun and And like I said in the video, I felt guilty even getting on the plane. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to the games. And I knew how hard the games were because I went in 2016. So I was just like, I cannot let my body get crushed like it did last time. I have to be overprepared. So, yeah, I did feel guilt. But my coach was like, dude, you have to rest. This is your rest week anyways. Like, relax. It's hard to relax. You know, like a huge tidal wave is coming to hit
2: you. Right. That's yeah.
1: right. So you finished, you finished the 17 year uh, in sixth place, fittest in, in America. Um, and then I know you said you didn't want to talk about 18. And well, we don't we have can.
0: to. No, we can talk about it. I, I, I don't mind at all. I just, I said, I don't like to think about it much because it just, just so many things. and I'm still learning things about it. So anyways, we can talk about it.
1: So it didn't, it didn't go as smoothly as 17. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seemed like, uh, cause after 17, I started watching you uh, during the 18 season and it just seemed like it, everything was a struggle all the way through regionals and into the games. Mm-hmm. And so do you know why it was a struggle?
0: Well, honestly I felt like after 2017 I because I was planning on starting a family after 2017 but then inside I just I just felt like I couldn't stop like I wanted to see how far I could go because I still didn't reach my goal I mean I wanted to win the CrossFit Games like I wanted that goal so bad but part of me felt like I would be quitting, which I'm not a quitter. So I was like, no, you, you need to push this out. But then the other half of me was like, but I want to start a family so bad. So I felt like I had a lot of mixed emotions. And like, I was even, you know, trying to get pregnant. Like I was just, you know, if I did, I did kind of thing. If I got pregnant, I got pregnant. Um, but I mean, I was training so hard. There was no way that my body was going to allow me to get pregnant. So, but that's the thing. I felt like I had a lot of mixed um, mixed feelings. But when I finally was like, you know what? Like, I have to give this another go or I'll always wonder, like, what would have happened that next year? Um, so I felt like, honestly, looking back at it all, I feel like God was like, helping me to move towards having a family. Um, So my last year leading up to regionals, I mean, I had trained so hard. I felt like I was in the best shape I'd ever been. And then right before regionals, my mom got super, super sick to the point where she was like thinking about going into the hospital and stuff. Like she couldn't breathe. Like I I saw, I was FaceTiming with her daily and she looked so bad. Like she just looked so sick and I was super worried about her. So, um, that kind of hurt a little bit, but then she, she started feeling better and she came to Phoenix and I saw her. Unfortunately, I think she gave me, not I think, she gave me her sickness right before regionals. And um, I started getting sick the week before regionals and I was like, oh my gosh. And my mom had this sickness for three weeks. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting sick and I was starting to freak out. I was like, oh my gosh, what if my mom gave me what she had? but I wasn't feeling as bad as her. So I was like, okay, maybe it's just like a cold, like it's not that big of a deal, but like, usually right before regionals, like my immune system is so high and like my body is just working so well, like nothing could make me sick, you know, because I'm peaking, which was, I thought was really weird. I was like, how am I getting sick right now? This is not normal. Um, And then I went up to Utah which is an elevation and like it enhanced the breathing stuff in my chest that I was having. Um, And I just remember when I was up in Utah and I was like warming up for the first event, which was the triple threes. I was like, I kept telling my coach. I was like, man, I'm having such a hard time breathing right now. And he's like, yeah, it's just the elevation. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, all right, wow. This is like, like, I thought I wouldn't be able to feel that, but like, I am feeling it. And so I came out in that first workout, starting the row off in like my normal pace, like what I would normally hold, which I'd already done down here in Arizona. And by the end of that row, like I knew, like I knew something was wrong. I was just like, wow, I feel terrible. Like I just got done with the row and I feel terrible. (laughs) And I, and I was like, holding a pace that like, it wasn't anything crazy. And I was like, Oh no. And so I went into the double unders. I was like, it's fine. I'm just going to fight through it. And I got done with that. And I got on the run and, and I, my background is in running. And so I was like, it was the hardest run of my whole life pretty much did not slow down. And I wanted to stop. I couldn't breathe. (sighs) Like, in my mind, I'm. Just, I was just like so pissed. I was just so pissed because I was planning on winning that workout. I was just so mad, and I wasn't gonna give up because I didn't want to ruin. I was not gonna let my. Re- <laughs> hey. How much for that? My baby's sleeping. That's why we try to be quiet. Right. Yeah. Um. I, was, I didn't want my regionals to get ruined Like, yeah. because of that. I was just getting more and more pissed because I couldn't understand what was, what was wrong with me. And so when I finally got across that line, and I have pictures from when I finished that, my face was like so white. I looked sick. Mm-hmm. Like my time was like, I think like seven or eight minutes slower than what I did in practice at home and i was just like so disappointed in myself and i was just like what the freak just happened like like never once i don't think i've ever done worse in a regional workout than what i practiced. like usually like competition elevates what i do so i was just like what just happened like why did that just go so bad why do i feel so terrible and i remember i went out in the lobby area and i laid down on my back and i was just like trying to breathe and it kind of felt like i was having like a panic attack which i'd never had a panic attack before but someone was like well maybe you're just kind of having a panic attack anyways i was just having like such a hard time breathing and pretty soon i could like hear my breathing do you know what i mean like my lungs were obviously like filled with something
2: working hard and
0: no like like a congestion kind of thing like, I could hear when I take a breath. Okay. And it was like, <gasps> like a weird noise, you know? And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I'm freaking sick. Like, how did this freaking happen to me? And and I told my coach, I was like, and he was like, are you all right? I'm like, no, like, this is not going to stop me. Like, I'm not going to let this get ruined. I've trained way too hard. Anyways, I thought, like, it's not going to be that big of a deal. The next workout isn't cardio. Like I'm going to be fine. And it was the um, bench, the bench. Uh, it was, what
2: is that workout called? Lynn?
0: Uh, Linda? Linda, which Linda. I love Linda. It's like one of my favorite workouts. Anyways. It got even worse <laughs> during that one. I, like at one point I started failing bench press reps and I like was shocked. Like, and I didn't even know what number I was on. Like, I remember looking at the guy and I was like, how many more do I have? And I was like, so confused. And my brain was like confused. And I was just like, and after that, my coach was like, to know, he's like, I didn't even recognize you out there as like an athlete, like something's. Wrong, like something's really wrong. Like, what is going on? Are you not telling me something? And I was just like, I like, I just, I don't feel good. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, I can't breathe. My brain is foggy. Like, something's just really wrong. And, and he's like, and he was, he was really worried about me actually. Like, he, was talking about having me stop because he was worried, and I, and so I didn't want to stop. So. I was trying to fake like I was better than I really was. And uh, so I convinced him into letting me keep going the next day. And so the next day, what was it, that snatch workout? Or I don't know, I can't really remember what it was, but um, my placings were like, not great which was devastating to me because i knew i could do like so much better and so i was crying a lot i was emotional because i was just like so just pissed i was just mad that my regionals was getting ruined even and i was just trying so hard to just keep fighting and then by that last day the last workout i was still like in a fighting chance of going and i don't even know how that is possible but I, I just remember, like, I started getting these pains in my, like, kind of where my kidneys are. And so, like, really bad pain. And my coach was like, that's it. Like, w- you're going to the medical tent right now. And so I went to the medical tent and I, I was actually kind of starting to freak out. I was starting to wonder, like, wow, maybe something really is wrong with me. Like, maybe I'm being stupid by trying to push through this and not just trying to be, like, be tough, you know? And so the medical team like checked me out and they were like asking me questions like, what does your pee look like? And just like all these different things and checking my heart rate and blood pressure and all that. And anyways, they were threatening to not let me continue. So I was like, again, which I freaking kind of lied and I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, I can do it. And my coach was like, knew I was lying by then. Like he was like, you're obviously not okay, but if you want to finish this, like, I'm not going to stop you, which I'm really glad he did because I fought through that whole weekend. I wasn't going to not do the last workouts. Anyways, luckily, I don't know what happened, but I found something in me to be able to push through and. That last workout, I just remember everyone doing those box stepovers, and I was like so pissed because I'm behind and I loved this workout and everyone was beating me and then at the end was like this overhead lunge with a dumbbell over your head It's like a miracle, but I guess everyone started falling apart and I was able to go down and back like with no problem in a past like a bunch of people on that last part and I even get, ended up getting. In the top, I think maybe I got third or something in that workout and it pushed me into the top five. I don't even know how that happened, but it did. It was like a miracle. And uh, even after I got into the top five, I was just like so angry. Like inside, I wasn't going to be mad because I know a lot of girls wanted that spot, but I was just like so pissed because a I didn't want to tell the world that I was sick and make some stupid excuse about not doing better because I hate when girls do that second I was so mad because I wanted to win like I wanted to dominate that regional and it was just inside of me It just like I felt like I felt like my own body screwed me over (laughs) like I was just like I do everything for you I train you I feed you like why did you fail me and then third like I felt so terrible that I felt like I couldn't even be like happy and celebrate and I was like crying and I don't know I just I'm sure from the outside a lot of people were just like really confused um what was going on with me. Cause I'm like, I made it to the games, but I'm crying and
2: I'm like about to pass out. I want to throw up, like just like so many different things. Well, it sounds like you, you kind of went into the season with some internal turmoil, right? With kind of deciding if you were going to have a family or going to go for it you decide to go for it and then you do all the work and then you get to this thing where you, it's time to celebrate and put that on a platform and your body physically is not, working to, to what you're expecting. And so I can understand that that would be a big letdown just physically and emotionally. And um, especially with all that, that added stress to it. Yeah, no, it, it was a huge letdown
0: for what I was expecting of myself. It wasn't because I felt like other people, like I, I don't really care what other people think mm-hmm. I was mad because I let myself down. Like I had goals for myself and I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I wanted to rise up to that and it just didn't work out the way I wanted. And it just was super frustrating, which leads me to the games, which also turned out to be super frustrating, which is why I felt like afterwards looking back, I was like, man, maybe I just wasn't meant to do this year. Like maybe like this was, and and one of my coaches said something that really stuck out to me a lot. He was like, no, no, If things would have gone differently, because I know you were ready for this year. I know you didn't not put in the work. He's like, if things would have gone differently though, and you would have done really good and say like you did podium and get on the podium somewhere, that would only make you more driven to go again. He's like, I know you and I know you would have been like, you know what? I can freaking win. Like I'm going to go again. And you know, he's still right that would have made me so much more motivated to be, to go again. And so I think, I honestly think that God was like, Tanil, like you're great at this, but you've, you've done it. You've made your goals. Like now it's time to start a family. And now that I have my boy and I did, I'm like, I look back and I'm like, why didn't I do this earlier? Like I love my baby so much that I'm just like I I love what I did with CrossFit and I still love it and I still miss it. I still miss those days of training so hard. But I just I love my baby so much more.
2: Yeah,
0: and his, you have a little boy now named Boston, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Boston Burline. He's he's a freaking tank, man. He's so heavy.
2: You have your cross background to be able to carry him around, then, right?
0: No, I'm not kidding. Talk about an odd object. Like, he is, and he's always moving. He's he's, he's always like extending his back and like just trying to get out of my arms. And I'm just like, oh man. I trained for that kid.
1: (laughs) What I find amazing as an outsider is you had conflicting goals, you were sick as a dog. And you still made it all the way to the games and finished top 12. Um, I will say during the time as an outsider, because you, you don't make excuses. It was very confusing uh, for your fans to look at you and say, you know, what's going on. She just doesn't look the same.
0: Yeah. Um, I had so many people messaging me and wanting to know if everything was all right and if it was okay. And uh at the time I was just like, so angry. And like, I knew people like on social media, like wanted me to make a post of like, and I've seen this happen so many times, people like make a post and they're like, Oh, like, guys, this is what's going on with me. And I'm hurting and I'm sick and blah, blah, blah. And so many times I've read those posts and just been like, you know what, like, that is just an excuse for why you're not doing good. And it's on you. And, and I really do feel like it was on me. Like, It's no matter what the reason was, like, there's no excuses. Like I did what I did. And if I didn't make it, yeah, it would have hurt even more. But luckily I barely inched by.
1: So the last question I have for you looking back is um, in the documentary with OPEX, you said at one point that someday you'd be able to look back and say, I made it through all of that. And now that we are, like, three years past that, are you able to look back and and say, I did all that, and I made it through those tough times?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to look back on what you've done and remind yourself, like, I'm strong. Like, I made it through all of those things. I can do what I want to do. And mostly I, I'm glad that I can look back on that and be able to show my kids that you can do hard things um, if you put your mind to it, you know? And the best things are always the hardest things. And I think that they'll see that through those documentaries and watching those videos and stuff. They're, they're going to see how hard it was for me to do, but like how happy I was doing it.
1: Yeah. so now looking forward what what does the future look for for to know
0: Well, you know i I feel like I want to have another baby, and then I want to start training hard again. I just love it i know it's hard not to it's hard not to love it, but the thing is I don't know if training hard if it's going to be for um for crossfit. Like it might be, but it also might be for a different sport. But I'm not really sure. I I don't want to say now because my passion can change. You know what I mean? Like I could have another baby and fall in love with something else and I just your heart has to be in it when you do something this that big. So
1: Oh, it makes sense. Growing up, you tried every sport.
0: Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I really did. So when I, when I decide whatever that is, it's going to be something that's making me really excited at that time. Just kind of how CrossFit did when I was just started that out. Like it, it, it was so fun for me and it made me excited. And there's a lot of changes going on with CrossFit right now. So depending on where it is at that time as well, you know, like it could change in a couple of years and not be the same anymore. So I think it will all just depend on the circumstances and what it looks like at the time.
2: Well, I love how you said earlier on, you know, that you quoted, we talked about what your dad said about how you, know, you can do anything. And you said, I hope that I can do that. Um, and, and instill that in my son. And I think that this only proves that um, you are able to do that, that you are showing him that by modeling it. So not just by saying it, but by modeling to him, you can do hard things, which that's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate
1: that. Yeah. And we want to wish you luck in and having another baby and, and that they're healthy and happy and going through with that and whatever you do in your future.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the future.
1: Yeah, we're excited to see what happens. Uh, We'll keep following you.
0: Thanks. I
1: appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much for talking to you. Oh yeah, of course. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, thank you for taking some time out. We really appreciate it. No problem. And and good luck with Boston and keeping up with him once he becomes mobile.
0: Definitely
1: need that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was very nice talking to you, Tania. We'll talk to you soon.
0: All right. Sounds good. Bye. Right, bye.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use, and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.